Welcome to the Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by the cream of the crop of the Gopher League. You know who we are. I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris, how's it going tonight? Doing pretty well. I got the league medium point last week. Uh, saw a huge Patriots-Jets game. Um, you know, Cam Newton really looked like a stud. I don't know if you've had a chance to actually watch the Cam Newton interview afterwards, but... It's, it's honestly a very good watch. I highly recommend it. He, it was just like, it was good to see the guy genuinely happy about doing something. About, for, about so. the big win? or About the big win, yeah. About the game yeah. winning. It's a, it's a good 30 seconds. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's understandable, right? Like, he came into that game. They're playing one of the toughest teams in the league. One of the toughest division opponents, yeah. Right. A, a division rival. And a top-four division team. Yeah, yeah. Go, goes down to the wire, and they went on a last-second field goal, I think, is what I saw. I don't even watch the highlights, but I think I saw that. Um, yeah, no, I can, I can understand the, the excitement, right? You're, you're a New England Patriot, and you are winning a nail-biter against the vaunted Jets. Yeah. So, you know, definitely uh, a reasonable, reasonable that he'd be excited for such a big win. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm right there with him. And I'd just like to, just a little tidbit there. You know, we mm-hmm. went to the wire, almost beat the Seahawks. Cam Newton had a royal up against uh, uh, the Bills where he fumbled the game-winning drive in, in the red zone. Otherwise, we, we would have beat them. You know, it was, it was a vaunted team playing the Jets. Great defense, great offense, and it was a nail-biter. But really, we, there's an argue, there's a case where we are just a few points away from being two wins better and atop the division. So don't knock us out yet. That's all I'm saying. No, no, nothing uh, nothing to argue with there. Packers also had a big win against another uh, team at full strength and just yep. completely annihilated them on Thursday night. So, you know, we look forward yep. to the Packers taking on another very tough team this week in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, should be a nail biter, and you know, hopefully, we can uh, pull out the victory. Hopefully, Aaron Rodgers keeps only throwing at Devontae. Um, that is the theme. I heard you have uh, Chris a topic. What's that? Yeah, it's just you know, you know, it's November tenth. We're recording this on November tenth. Knowing mm. uh, right now, and it just reminded me. Oh wait. Masters week in 2020. So just wanted to get your quick take. Uh, who, who you got winning this week? Mm, that is great news. I, I'm very much looking forward to this weekend. Sunday will be um, just an incredible sports day. Red zone from noon to three. And then we flip over to the Masters to watch the back nine at Augusta in the middle of, a, of November. So I'm very excited. Uh, but to answer your question, who do I have? in this one um i think the odds on favorite has got to be john daly oh yeah obviously rip it and rip it baby um but i would say i don't know hopefully i'd like to see brooks kepka he hasn't won the masters he's back i think he was towards the top of the leaderboard at, at some point during whatever random golf tournament it was last week maybe something okay. about houston some sort of houston open very specific um, yeah, it was something or other Houston. 
one of the random days that I saw the leaderboard on ESPN, he was uh, in the top five. I don't know where he ended. He didn't win, but he's back. He went out with an injury, I think, during the U.S. Open or one of maybe it was PGA, one of those recent, uh, one of the two majors that were played this year. So it's good to see he's back and hopefully healthy. And I would like to see him get over that hump and, and win the Masters. Who do you got? Yeah, I got, I mean, I like Brooks, so I can live with him winning, although I don't think this will be his year. I got John Rahm winning the whole thing. I, I like the guy, too. And uh, I mean, obviously, I'm hoping for a Tiger or Ricky or DJ. Ricky, Ricky. Yeah, I'm I, Ricky as well. If I'm not choosing out of those three studs, I got John Rahm winning. Anyways, I, don't, we'll, I don't, because John Rahm's a psycho, and he will fall apart because – yeah, it just doesn't just, just just does not go well with golf. Sometimes you, when you're a psycho on the golf course, you throw your putter out of frustration, and it bends. Yeah. As we know all too well, uh, my co-host. Yeah, except as it doesn't matter. No one will appreciate it. Um, <laughs> did you yeah, see it? Just keep just finishing this up. Did you see his shot today? I actually did. I was going to bring that up before I decided to take a take it in a different direction around the fiery passion, but that was a sweet shot. Yeah. That was insane. Was that just a practice round? Yeah, I guess today's Tuesday, so it wasn't like it was the par three competition yeah. that comes on tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you and I are both busy, and uh, we got that mailbag is just weighing us down. So probably good to hop in and see what we got this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. As always, first and foremost, what we care most about on this podcast is our listeners, because without you, there would be no show. Um, we, uh, we really appreciate you guys continuing to write in, continuing to give us, um, to trust us with your, uh, your deepest and uh, darkest questions, so to speak. Um, it is truly special to us. So, Chris, this is uh, just from the top of the mailbag. Got this one in this week. I have not read through it yet other than the title, so this is going to be some, uh, uh, some, some off-the-cuff advice from, from both of us tonight. But this one comes in from one of our loyal listeners in rural Kentucky. Um, they, the name we have is Stoller Wesley. So the title of this write-in is, My 35-year-old sister-in-law might be pregnant by a 17-year-old. Yeah. Let's see what this is all about. All right. My sister-in-law had an affair with a 17-year-old boy. She's 35 and might be pregnant. My sister has taken off with their twins to go stay with her mother in Mexico. Oh, yes. My mother moved there two years ago to join a cult. She left the cult but stayed. (laughs) Sorry. She left the cult but stayed in the country. Wow, that's that's good for uh, good for mom. She got out. Well, it's props to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Might need to move there myself now. Yeah. All right. Our dad is still married to her, despite his five-year relationship with his housekeeper. He thinks we don't know about, but we never had a housekeeper growing up. He's certainly not wealthy enough to afford a live-in employee now, and we <laughs> all know Gwen. Doesn't do too much to look after the house. Just going off ad hoc here, but I think she's there more so to look after 
pop. Yeah. All right. Continues. Is it awful that I'm just not involved? Usually I'd be in the thick of it, being the designated fixer and good daughter. Except it's a pandemic and I've just stayed out of it. It's bliss. I obviously know what's happening. But due to the time differences and working from home, most of my information comes via email. I let it sit in the inbox, which we don't do. We answer our questions weekly till I'm ready to look at it. And it's just not as fraught as talking about as talking to a devastated relative face to face. I've been supportive or at least not outright accusatory at my sister-in-law. Uh, in parentheses, she goes 17 exclamation point. But just at a remove. What that means. As far as I can tell, uh, this new distance hasn't changed anyone else's lives, just mine. Yet I do feel guilty for not being elbow deep in the mess with everyone else. That's what families do, right? Pitch in. I didn't realize how tired I was of all of it until I realized I could actually live in peace. Matt and Chris, what do I do here? Wow. Um, could you remind me the listener's name was, uh, what again? Uh, Stoller Wesley. Oh, Stoller. Huh. Well, Stoller uh, almost stole her, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. Um, um, what I would love to do to be a fly on this family's uh, wall, so to speak. That's a fascinating dilemma there. Really, it would love to hear more about your mother and this cult in Mexico and your, your dad and the affair. Um, but I think, I guess, I mean, the question's not so much about this potentially pregnant from a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more just, do I need to be involved in the daily drama? And I'd say absolutely no. You don't need to be involved in the daily drama. Pl- plenty of families have lots and lots of drama, and plenty of families, pl- plenty of family members get involved and don't get involved. And you know, I think you can stay. You you can be as involved or as out of the out of the scope, so to speak, uh, as you want. Uh, and if it's making you happy and you're you're fine doing it, that's fine. I don't think you're gonna lose your relationships with your parents and your uh, brothers and sisters just from not getting involved in the daily drama. So you keep doing you keep writing in. Would love to hear how, uh, Mexico ends up the hottest spots, the best tequila. Um, and would love to hear about the this. Best uh, the best cults as well. Yeah. And le- let me know how your, how your dad and, uh, sounds like he's getting great, uh, cleaning services. So let me know how that goes. Yep, good advice. I I would uh I would echo the sentiment. If you don't want to get involved, don't get involved. It doesn't seem like this has much to do with you, and it also doesn't seem like there's much you really can do um, if the deed has already been done, so to speak. So what I would say is, if it's not helpful to you as a human being to get involved and you don't want to, it doesn't seem like these people are doing anything to make their lives more normal and uh, not super odd. So I'd say there's, there's no need to, to get involved unless you specifically want to. I, shouldn't, I would say you shouldn't feel guilty about uh, wanting to drift away 
from the crazy situations we have going on down in Mexico. Um, that said, we can move on. Thanks again for writing in. Uh, appreciate every time we get a letter in from our loyal listeners, our many, many loyal listeners. Um, so keep them coming. And as always, we will get to you. Chris, are you ready to move on to our next segment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on. Pardon? What are, we, what are we doing next this week? What's our next segment? Oh, it's the power rankings. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Easy to forget. Um, uh, happy to start at 12 unless you want to start at 12 here. No, I'm good. Okay. And just, and just as a quick, uh, FYI, it's going to be a limited edited podcast here. You're getting it mostly in its raw form, uh, due to time constraints. So apologies that are made. No, our, uh, our high paid sound guy that says number 12 and number 11 might not be here. But um, starting at 12, we got Wes. Um, let's see, what was Wes ranked last week? He you fell got, from... You got Wilmo at 12. Yep, yep, yes we do. I wish it was Wes. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> we have Wilmo, uh, who was 10 last week, 12 this week. Um, you know, I had Wes pulled up here for my analysis, but Wilmo scored 45 points. Uh, on the back of two points from my boy Tommy, I don't think that's going to be a, a long-term issue. And uh, you know, Tyler Lockett's been a bit boom bust this year and got him four points and he lost points from his defense. Um, so really, not much. Not much went right this week. Uh, I think Zeke had his best score in a while. No, well, never mind. He only had seven, but. You know, nothing went well. He scored 45. I don't need to drag this on. He still got George Kittle, who's out for the rest of the season, fantasy season at least, on his bench. Um, don't really see much hope for this team. Wilmo at 12. Yeah, uh, good stuff. I just want to say, Wilmo, great game this week. Well-fought battle. Our teams are pretty good. Um, number 11, Ross. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait, I thought we flipped Ross to 10. Ah, regardless, no, yeah. It doesn't matter. We're running with it now. <laughs> All right. Ross at 11. Uh, trending up. Good week this week. Josh Allen back to his old ways, slinging it, running it, punching it in to the end zone. Uh, James Robinson, a nice week. And then he's also – Looking, it's also looking better in the future. Is I think he's getting Nick Chubb back this week. So good things to uh, good things to come for Ross. We'll see where the next couple weeks take this team. That's all I got. All righty, um, moving on to number ten. Uh, we got Will. You know, Will put up a a strong seventy four points against Ross actually, and. Apologies to Ross. We meant to switch you with Will. Um, uh, you know, normal performance out of Kamara, normal performance out of Jacobs, uh, pretty good performance out of Cam, uh, um, but negative points from the Chiefs defense. He ended up playing Antonio Brown, uh, despite having a, a high-character guy like DJ Chark on his bench who put up 20. Um, uh so, I mean, going forward, he gets Miles Sanders back. I think this team's on the up and up, but the receivers continue to be an issue. 
and uh, just need some more consistency there, and he'll be fine. Although not fine enough to to win our division. Yeah, I don't I don't see this team being fine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. All right, number nine. Uh, this is uh, our writer in, our writer in from rural Kentucky, uh, Stoller Wesley at number nine. Let's see, what did he do this week? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? 70. Oh, big week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looks like Lamar Jackson had a decent week for him, but definitely not performing at the level he was drafted and paid for. Ty Gurley, 11 points. I don't know if he got in the end zone or not. Seems like he probably did if he got 11. So continues to get in the end zone. Yes, he did. All right. Todd Gurley just racking up those touchdowns, trying to get those contract um, uh, multipliers or whatever you call incentives. Marvin Jones, 10 points. I think he got in the end zone too. Uh, I assume the rest of his team was pretty shitty. So good luck in the weeks to come, Wes. And just like to say, this guy is playing uh... – me this week without, I think, one of his top running backs, Raheem Mostert's probably still not coming back. And uh, it's division division matchup and kind of a must win if you want to make playoffs. So Did Michael Thomas come back this week? Yeah, Michael Thomas came back and didn't really do much. Okay, well, at least he's got that going for him. So here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Michael Thomas comes back, catches like three touchdowns out of nowhere this weekend, and just takes it to the turn turnups. Well, I'm hoping not for that, but we'll find out. Um, moving on to number seven, we have Nick. And don't look now, but you know Nick's quickly going down the rankings. He was at 12 just in week eight, and now he's at seven. Um, you know, the past four weeks, he had one dud, putting up 49, but other than that, really solid performances. And this week, his team really showed what – he was trying to get when he drafted them specifically huge performance from McCaffrey, huge performance from Mahomes, um, good performances out of his wide receivers and not much anywhere else, but it's enough to put up 116 points. It seems like a sustainable model, except once again, he get McCaffrey back and now he's gone likely for multiple weeks. Um, so that's a tough pill to swallow. Although, I mean, the team's generally been performing well and there's, there, there's hope and we'll see where this keeps going. How long is McCaffrey out? I have a vested interest here. I play Nick this week. Oh, uh, well, he's out. He's almost certainly out for you this week. Okay. Interesting. Well, good luck, Nick. All right. <laughs> um, seven. Is that where we're at? Yep. Eric. Big jump back up the list here, Eric. Just so you know, I actually had you a few spots higher. However, Chris had you a few spots lower. So this was our biggest disagreement on the week. Um, obviously, a huge week out of Kyler Murray boosted this team's points. And Jerry Judy, don't know if that'll continue. Um, but he also played without Aaron Jones in the starting lineup. An interesting start set decision there by, by Eric. He decided to take a risk. Which, you know. <laughs> uh, which, if he didn't play J.D. McKissick, would have resulted in him losing 0.3 points. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Good analysis. But I, this team's looking like it's going to start to to hum again after a few dud weeks. Once he gets 
Uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, is on a bye this week, maybe, or maybe he was last week. I don't know. I think it was yeah. last week. So once he gets Kareem Hunt and Aaron Jones back this week, this team could be continuing to climb once again. It really could if uh, Aaron Jones got touchdowns, but unfortunately for him, they all go to Devontae Adams, the number one receiver in the league. Hey, so. As long as they're scoring touchdowns. All right, so I can do number six, too, if we want to start doing like a, like a snake. So number six, no. we got right. Chris Rover. So Matt. Uh, no, uh, I think you're – my rankings show that you are six. Oh, my, my rankings show that you are six and I'm five, actually. Wait, I, I think there's a typo. No, I, don't, I don't think. I think I was five and you were six. All right. Why don't we, so now that it's clear that there's a disagreement at five and six, why don't you give your uh, analysis of, of me and I'll give my analysis of you. Sure, sure. So for starters, you lost this week, you loser. Yes, I did. Um, I mean, I can't hate too hard on your team. Because the two players, you're, you're, you're top heavy, right? You're being carried by two players, but they're two players that I really like. So I can't hate. I can't hate on that. Um, but all I'm going to say is you have a lot of points tied up in two players carrying you along. And if those two players were scoring, you know, numbers that might be closer to the median, so to speak, you you would be much lower than the 91.8 points you put up this week. But I will say, Devontae Adams, I don't know what his median is. The last three weeks have been ridiculous. So I assume it's going to be lower than than this 20-plus points per week he just keeps putting up. But I can't say that for certain. And the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. And Chris, your team sucks, and that's why you're at number six. Great. And uh, moving on to the real number six, Matt, uh, and just rebuttaling quick, uh, like you said, Devontae keeps putting up 20. Don't know why I can't continue. Uh, obviously, the Packers will not be winning the Super Bowl. And uh, quite good. That so is, that's that, is a, that is a bad take. That is a bad take. Moving on to you, uh, how did you enjoy getting one point, the same amount of points I got this week? Uh, probably okay, but not, not as much as you'd like. Scoring 67. Let it, be uh, let, me, known, let it be known that I am a winner. I won this let week. Me, let me just read <laughs> off the past uh, three weeks that you scored 84, 89, 67. So, you know, strong performance is coming from you across the board. Uh, really a juggernaut to, to mess with. Four and five overall record. Um, Big Ben bailed you out. Otherwise, you had a chance to lose to Wilmos 45. Um Derrick Henry, mediocre game. Justin Jackson, goose egg. Not really sure what happened there. He got Hopkins first drive. Ah, got it. Um, Hopkins didn't really do much. Brown is borderline droppable at this point. Chase Edmonds had his chance that you've been touting and just didn't come to fruition. TBD on if he gets another here or if uh, Drake is back. And Jonathan Taylor, you, you've benched because he's benchable. So what don't – what? What an envy being in your position. Pretty happy uh, being the rightful number five over you. Chris, since you're the stats guy, can you pull – and I, I haven't fact-checked this one, but can you pull total points for the year for me? Oh, yeah, you're winning. But as we all know, uh, that's that's buoyed by a few outlier performances and not really a median or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. 
I would say this is an outlier performance, and even with this outlier performance, uh, it sounds like I haven't checked the stats, but my stats guy just confirmed this to me two seconds ago that I have more points than you. Yeah, but we actually have virtually the same median for the season long, so interesting. I don't know. Take it up with a take it up with my stats guy. All I know is more total points, uh, better overall record, and put up a big strong victory this week. Right. So all, all I know is not in a playoff seed like I am, and continuing to get worse each week. So I feel pretty good. But anyway, we move to four. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I think I'm up. Uh, Ryan, number four. Uh, again, this team carried by the fantastic performance of Dalvin Cook. Also looks like a strong performance again out of Will Fuller, who's been very good this season. And Evan Engram had his first good game in three years. So, <clears throat> solid team. I think similar assessment to what we've been saying in the past few weeks. Like, this team, I can't see it winning a championship. I can't see it, like having the firepower to go much beyond the first round of the playoffs, but it is a playoff team. It's a strong team. It's a solid team. I just don't see it having, you know, the, the strength to, you know, be a mover and a shaker come, come playoff time. But Dalvin Cook continuing to carry the squad and put up some big points. We'll see what happens in, in the weeks to come. got to get, Better performance out of the quarterback position. Tough break. I think he might have started Stafford this week. Maybe that was Will. I don't know who he started at quarterback this week, but it's not in the top three here. So that must have been a pretty bad week. But, you know, solid team overall. I would say similar things to come in the future. Yep, couldn't agree more. But uh, having just played Ryan last week, let me tell you, it is not fun playing against Dalvin Cook. It is incredible. Um, so moving on to number three, we have Galen. Unfortunately, Galen had a slip from number one for a couple weeks. He's now hasn't passed 90 for a couple weeks. And looking at his team, I'd be getting worried about Galen. Um, you know, CEH uh, is just not the player people thought he was. Uh, despite Bell not really doing anything either. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is just not really anything special, and they don't seem to want to run the ball. David Montgomery is potentially the worst starting running back in the league. Um, and Melvin Gordon, I don't really know what's going on with him, but he, he's been falling off a cliff lately. You know, Keenan Allen and Brandon Cooks are still doing well, but this team, what once looked extremely strong and consistent, I'd be getting a little nervous. That's all I'd say. Yep. So, three for now. There. All right, number two. Uh, David, so keeping him at number two. Got another win this week, eight and one. Shaky performance. Had a really? huge, huge yeah. numbers out of Tyreek Hill, and that got him to 83. Uh, his, his studs from the Bengals were on by this week, though, so – Keep that in mind. Big trade this week with Eric. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, Joe Mixon, a couple of high-character guys, yep. uh, just like Antonio Brown. Chris, I don't know if you want to comment on that quick. No, I mean, I think I sent in the message, and, uh, uh, you know, no real defense from David, but 
proud, proud of Eric for getting rid of those people. Made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want such troublemakers on my team. And potentially to be a playoff team, bringing that. Right, bringing that environment into the public. Yeah, don't like, yeah, need that attention. That, 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 that should be, you know, we should. Yeah, that should not be encouraged. It should not be celebrated. And uh, frankly, I'm ashamed that a team that has been blistering through this league, beaten me twice, eight and one record, would take on such a such high level characteristics on the squad. I don't think that is emblematic of a champion championship team. Um, just a real culture issue on that squad. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how that plays out in the locker room. Um, but for now, team keeps winning. Can't can't fault him for that. Um, so for that reason, he's a two. All right. So moving on to number one, and I'm very happy I get to deliver this one. We have Corey. Um, you know, West Coast flavor. Week week five, we had Corey at eleven. He's been on a steady. Or increase or decline, however you want to look at it in a rankings 11, 10, 7, 6, 4, and today 1. Having just played West, or having just played Corey and unfortunately losing to him, uh, let me say, I got this team winning the championship. You know, I'm, when I was watching his team, I'm going against him. Nobody like overperformed what I'd expect, and it's just so stressful playing him. Kelsey's having potentially his best season yet. Uh, Sean Watson, obviously a great fantasy quarterback. Swift is coming around good enough for at least a, usually a touchdown. Antonio Gibson's probably his worst starter, and, but still, I mean. Mm, uh, I would put him above Swift. I think Gibson's sneaky good. Yeah, he doesn't have any pass catching. He literally has, I think he's caught one ball all year, um, which isn't his fault. They don't use him on third down. But, but in total. Yeah. <laughs> um, AJ Brown keeps catching touchdowns and watching that game. I didn't fully appreciate just how much of a beast AJ Brown really is until this week. DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are that's, that would be a hell that's of a yeah. to watch between those two. Um, Diggs has got smooth routes. I mean, this team's just really good. He's got depth at wide receiver. Uh, like most players, he doesn't really have depth at running back. Um, but as long as his main players stay healthy, I think he's the team to beat. No arguments there. I had him at one as well. The uh, It is a boom-bust team, and this team is booming. It is, has been booming for three, four, week, four weeks now, I think. Um, yep. Yeah, if he, gets, if he gets running back consistency, this is, without a doubt, the team to beat out of nowhere. I mean, you know, looking historically just to – keep patting Corey on the back. I don't know how we ever dropped him to 11 because his lowest out of the entire season happened week one when he got 89 points. 89 is his low. It's the only time he's been below 90, and we dropped him to 11. Shame on us. Shame on the editors, but this team is locked and loaded. Yeah, we gotta we got to fire our stats guy for letting us put him down there at 11. Poor Justin. Absolutely. Um, well, great. Matt, you got anything else for uh, our listeners? No. Lovely. All right. <laughs> see you guys next week. All right. That's our show, folks. Have a good week. <laughs>
hear me chewing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. 